Hi, hello, and welcome everyone to the new episode of the Blade Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Durden, and I'm joined with my co-host... Blake Williams. And today's episode is very special. Blake, tell the viewers what it's about. So the Emanuel County 4-H Banquet was held January 25th at the Varner 4-H Center, and their theme this year is Find Your Spark. Today we will be interviewing four of the students who had a speech from the banquet, and they're going to tell us a little bit about how they found their spark. So, today we are joined with our first guest, Lawson Fry. How are you doing? I'm good. Well, um, how about you... First of all, let me let me ask you a question. Um, when did you get into 4-H? Let's see. Um, fifth grade. So, on Friday. Every Friday, the two program directors, Ms. Jakin and Miss Leslie, they would always come to our school and they would have a meeting with us. We would always talk about agriculture being healthy and upcoming competitions. Okay. And um, did did anything, because I remember when I was your age and, and they came into the classroom and they were introducing the idea to 4-H to us, um, at, was there a certain like thing they said, a certain sentence, or um, a certain idea they presented to the class that really like piqued your ears, that really wanted you to be in it? Yes. Um, it was probably the mini booth competition that they hold every year. Mm -hmm where you make the posters and your visual and then you get to present it. I always like that because it gives you a chance to be creative and right. show your show what you like to others. Okay. Yeah, no, is it is the correct me if I'm wrong, but the mini booths are the ones that are at the uh, the fair. Yes right? they are. Yeah, I've seen those I I think you remember seeing all of those lined up. There's I've seen I've seen a lot of like really, really creative ones out there. Like I can't remember exactly um, how it was done off the top of my head, but some of them were really interesting, and I was like, these 4-H students, they, they're smart. Do you have a favorite booth? Yes. Um, probably this past year, I did 9-11. It's really good. I got first on it. I had these, I made these towers out of wood, and I had a bunch of cool information. Those are the ones at the JC Fairs, right? Yeah, yes. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I did one of those before. Those are really fun to do. But um, uh, speaking about the uh, banquet from the other night, the speech you did, um, were you nervous? A little bit. I've done things like this before, so I'm prepared. I was kind of prepared. I knew what to expect. Okay. And when you when you made this speech, uh, did it? How long How long did it take you to come up with it? Um, I kind of did a little draft about a week and a half ago. It was mm -hmm. about it was the weekend and. I had I made a rough draft, and then a couple of days after, um, my dad helped me change some vocabulary and reword some sentences, stuff like that. And, but we didn't make our final edits until literally like the day before. Yeah, well, that's how we that's how we operate. Uh, that's usually <laughs> yeah, how it goes. Day before, but um, no, that's awesome. Would you like to uh, share that speech with everyone? Sure. <clears throat> Hello, my name is Lawson Fry and I'm a 6th grade student at Emanuel County Institute. 4-H's motto is to make the best better, right? Don't we all want to be better? I tried and still to this day try to be my hardest. I try my hardest to be the best student in my grade. 4-H has pushed me and provided that spark for me to become a better student in person. My first 4-H spark started on a Friday. Everyone loves Friday, right? In fifth grade, I liked Friday for a different reason than most, though. It was the day that Miss Jakin and Miss Leslie would come to our school and have a 4-H meeting with us. 
They would always talk about agriculture being healthy and the upcoming competitions. And let me tell you, I do enjoy competing. Those Fridays led me to participate in my first two competitions, Mini Booth and Cotton Bowl. Let me explain. My first year's Mini Booth was on soccer, and I worked hard enough to win an award. Cotton Bowl was next, and I was able to do a speech and participate in the consumer judging aspect of it. I was lucky enough to win awards with that as well. As I said, I enjoy competing, but I enjoy winning even more. These first few 4-H competitions truly sparked my interest and commitment in this wonderful organization. Since then, I've participated in as many competitions as I could. I was very unsure about poultry judging, but once I began practice, I was hooked. We were able to compete, and Crider Foods sponsored our team and later provided us with a celebratory dinner. I have learned that agriculture is an, important, is an important part of all of our lives, and it can be fun. Not many organizations and clubs provide so many opportunities for young students to find their spark like 4-H. We are lucky to have such a great leadership team that helps each of us realize our potential in 4-H. Wow, that was really that was, yeah, that was really good. I have a I have a question for you. At such a young age, what helps you public speak? Because I'm in college and I cannot stand public speaking. <laughs> well, I started real young, but my technique once I once I'm getting it written, I say it over and over and over as many times as I can in one day. I do that for about two or three days. Then it's memorized. Then comes the part like you gotta have certain hand motions and you have to project your voice um that is where my dad's conference room comes in handy i get to practice with a large space and sometimes he'll have some people that'll come in there and watch me to help me practice but really it's just repetition for me i just do it over and over and over to perfect it yeah so you don't have stage fright for people not at all really well that's special yeah, I'm nervous before the speech, but I'm never, but I'm never nervous during the speech. Okay. So you're more afraid of messing up the speech than yes. the people itself. Okay. That makes sense. Now, are you? Do you plan to take any of this knowledge and the skills that you have into like a future career? Like, have you thought about that? Yes. Um. I wanted. Uh, I want to do like some. Wanted to do something like a CEO of a business. Okay that has a business that's like engineering something like that where i get to speak in front of people but i also get to do two other things that i love which are math and science wow honestly i think just from just from meeting you like i've only known you for about six minutes but i can tell you have the drive and the knowledge and like the skills to i think you you can do that you. you are really you are very talented. Thank yeah, you. Amazing kid. And one last question. What is one thing you would say to get kids to um, join 4-H? Now, I think not many students are interested in it from a young age. So I think you have, so I think we need to provide more opportunities with technology, stuff like that, because I know that's what kids are into. And we have stuff like that. So I think that we should introduce stuff like that at a younger age now i know stuff like shooting shotgun and the archery that's kind of for younger but that's 
but that gets students excited about their future in Mm -hmm. 4-H. So I think we should introduce things like that to them when they're younger, Mm -hmm. because I know they didn't start coming in my classroom until fifth grade. So fourth, maybe even like the end of third grade, they should start doing stuff like that and getting you excited for 4-H. Well, thanks, Lawson Fry, for coming on the show. We appreciate having you. We hope you have the best future ahead of you. You already sound like you got the plan intact, and thank you again. Thank you for having me. All right, everyone, we have our second guest today. We have Yasmin Rios. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great, and we are joined with her dad. Hey, Daddy. How are you? I'm really good. (laughs) And uh, so um, starting off by just asking you, how did you get into 4-H? Um, well, my siblings were always in it, so I've always seen them do, like, mini booths at mm-hmm. the JC, and when they always prepare for DPA, so that's just where I got inspired. So I was like, hey, I'll join. <laughs> yeah, so like, why not? Just yeah. carry on. Might <laughs> yeah. as well. And I got interested in it, so I started doing all the camps and stuff, so it was really fun. Whenever you joined, um, you know, other than just mostly doing it because, you know, all your other siblings, you know, really enjoyed it and they were involved, um... Like we were talking with Lawson, he said that when um, when he was younger in like fifth grade and um, they came to his class and was presenting the idea oh, yeah. of 4-H, was there something that they presented to you that was like, I want to join, like this is this is something that sounds really fun, whether it be, uh, you know, the Rock Eagle trip or, you know, archery or, you know, the mini boots or whatever? Definitely 4-H, like the 4-H camp, yes. definitely that, because I, I was like, go out from Swainsville for like a week and like go at, mm-hmm. at Rock Eagle and spend time there. It was really fun. So that's what caught me to yeah. really join. It's really enticing how they like presented it. I didn't really get too much involved with 4-H. Um, I think when they, when they first presented it, I got a little bit involved, but mm-hmm. yeah. I just, I, I just never did. But the, uh, the Rock Eagle camp is what really, that that's, yeah. that's probably what got me to be in it, to be honest, if I can remember that was a while ago. But anyways, um, did you have a favorite mini booth that you did? Yeah, actually, recently, I did the one I just did this past year. Mm-hmm. I did one uh, over learning a new language, and it was really it was really fun doing. Cause I like, it was my first time, like, actually doing it by myself. Like, yeah. I went to go to the JC to put it on the, the board. I was mm-hmm. like, Mom, I got this one. Yeah, yeah. So it was I like, that. I think that was my favorite one. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Um, so we know that uh, on the banquet the other night, you had uh, a speech about, you know, finding your spark. Would you like to share that speech with us today? Of course. All right, go ahead. Um, I'm Yasmin Rios, an 8th grade Emanuel County 4-H'er. When you have a goal in life, how far do you go to achieve it? Do you just imagine it or do you... Oh, sorry. <laughs> you're fine, sorry. you're fine, you're fine. Okay. I'm Yasmin Rios, an 8th grade Emanuel County 4-H'er. When you have a goal in life, how far do you go to achieve it? Do you just imagine it or do you have your mindset into getting what you want? I'm a type of person to do everything I can to accomplish something I want. It doesn't have to be major. It can be small, like getting enough exercise or finishing an essay for school. I wake up and already have a mindset of, today will accomplish. For example, today, as I got ready to be here and deliver the speech to you, my mind was set to be confident, to depend on my preparation, and envision myself being successful. Sometimes, though, even when you know what you want, your journey to that place can be difficult. Yes, you are going to have some setbacks or even some small failures, but you will get there if you do everything you possibly can without giving up. Today, I'm going to share with you some of my biggest inspirations and why their determination motivates me to be my best. When I want to achieve something big, I think of people who have overcome obstacles in their lives to reach a goal. My parents, Zoltan and Alejandro, were from a small town in Mexico. Their son, my brother Chris, was just an infant when they made a decision to provide, when they made a decision to, to provide a better life for their family in the United States. 
My dad moved to Stranger, Georgia, and after one year of establishing a life for them, my mom and brother came to join him there. They did not know much English or a lot of people, but they grew to know the language, and my parents made many new friends at church and in their new community. They grew to love the town, their new home. My, my family grew, and four little girls were born into the family. Through the struggles of moving to a new country, the challenge of learning a new language, and the loneliness of knowing no one, they overcame adversity and instilled to their family that no goal was too high or no goal was unreachable if they put their mind to it and work hard. Chris is now 25 and is a graduate from Yale University with a degree of economics. He received a full ride to one of the best colleges in the United States. The second daughter, Alex, is now 23 years old and is a graduate from the University of Georgia where she studied journalism. She started off her career in Washington State, but expanded a little more and is now a news reporter in Buffalo, New York. My mom was very supportive of her moving so far away, even though she misses her, but she knows her daughter is where she needs to be so she can be successful. Jessica, the third child, who is 22 years old, is a graduate from Emory University with a degree of economics. She began her career in North Carolina with Wells Fargo. Kimberly, who is 19 years old, is, is, at, is attending the U University of Georgia where she is studying business. Then there's me, this 14-year-old with these siblings that I do look up to even, they do, even if they do not know that. And I'm on my journey to try and accomplish going to the school of my dreams, Brown University. I'm heading towards it and I hope to make them as proud as I am of them. What keeps me going is I think of my siblings and parents because if they can achieve what they want, I can too. That was my parents' dream, to accomplish more, to be more, and to provide the best life possible in the United States. And they achieved that. And because of them, my siblings and I are able to achieve our goals too. And I think my parents are phenomenal for supporting us all along the way. To actually think about the process and everything you need to do to be able to have confidence in yourself and knowing you will achieve it, to actually put in the work to obtain it, that's what makes a dream a goal. Make it something simple. Make it something difficult. At least make one. I want to go to all seven continents in life, experience different environments, cultures, architecture and food, go to a good school with good grades and have an excellent education, to see the world and be involved in any clubs I can join. These are all goals I want to succeed in and I plan on doing so. Stephen Hawkins, the English theoretical physicist once said, however difficult life may seem, there's always something you can do and succeed at. So what will you do now? My family's story has many more chapters to be filled. Ask yourself, what are your goals? But also, what is your mindset to achieve those goals? Do what you want. Pursue what you want. Take action to achieve your goals. Thank you. Wow, that was really good. <laughs> Thank you. Just like Lawson before you, you are really, you have a talent. Like, you're Thank really you. smart. Like, I know, I know that might seem like a lot, but, like, just from hearing both of y'all speeches, like, that's something I don't... I don't think Mirror Blake could do. So are you interested <laughs> in doing a TED talk? Yeah, we had, but like it's uh, like that's something that you know when we see especially younger people uh, present a speech like that where it's you know like that's obviously you wrote that from the heart like yeah. and mm -hmm. and that just means so much more about your character and I think it's really impressive. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I know you mentioned. Um, uh, you touched on it for a second, but is there anything that you're going to do with your future that involves the skills you learned from 4-H, like uh, either public speaking or... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. 4-H always, especially DPA, that's mm -hmm. where I get to expand my ability to say speeches because that's where right. I get to put my own creativity in it. So definitely 4-H helps me um, with my public speaking because I get to practice more and I, I, I know that will be very beneficial in the future. So right. that's what happens in 4-H. It helps me yeah. a lot. And your, uh, the career you want in the future, uh, are you going to be a public speaker or is there like something you're more interested in? 
you know, we'll see. I mean, maybe yeah. a journalist somehow or mm-hmm. another. We'll see, but right now it's uncertain. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you'll I think whatever you find, you'll 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 be out there. You yeah. know, your your voice will be heard, whatever it may be. I can I get that feeling from you. Hopefully, thank yeah. you. Especially you said that you wanted to go places in journalism. They'll probably send you places oh, yeah. to go find things. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully. <laughs> Is there anything that you would like to tell younger people that may want to join 4-H? Like, give them a little bit of inspiration? Yes, you should definitely do it, even though if you're uncertain about it, they'll make sure whatever you're interested in, there's a, a way to make a connection. You should definitely try it out. You would have tons of friends, make new friends, and you should try it. Trust me, you should. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here. <laughs> I think that's with all clubs in any school. If you if you get involved in clubs, then... In my experiences, it made school way a lot more enjoyable, like I wanted to go. Before okay. that, I was just going to do the work and leaving, but <laughs> clothes make it a, a lot better, and it definitely gives you a lot of connections, and it helps you network with people. Yeah, and not only do you make friends with the people in your county or your school system, but um, you'll travel and you'll go places, and you'll, and you'll make friends from far away, and um, those are friendships that, you know, you'll always remember, so. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. We appreciate you. you being thank here. You thank both of you, actually. It's <laughs> a good, uh, awesome experience. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Of course. And today we have another guest here today, and it is Jack Williams. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Doing fantastic. So, um, let me uh, get this started. Uh, how did you get into 4-H? What inspired you to join 4-H? Well, actually, I was made to go to a cooking club that my mama made me to go when I was in fourth grade. Oh, okay, okay. And so that was uh, dealing with 4-H. What, did, what exactly? It was like safe food handling and stuff. Okay. So you just got into it because you were forced into it? <laughs> and, then, and then you actually enjoyed it? I actually enjoyed it after I went. Okay. Um, whenever, you know, um, uh, what was the names? Leslie and... Um, Miss Jakin. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, were they, um, when they ever, when they came to your classroom and was presenting an idea for it, you, you know, obviously after the fact that you were involved with it, um, did they say anything in those meetings that really piqued your interest to do more in 4-H, like a certain, like, activity or? Well, it's different because I'm actually homeschooled. Oh, okay. So, we actually have a special meeting for the homeschools. Okay. And back then, it was actually Mr. Jeffrey Burke. And he kind of helped me get along with it. And yeah. It was just pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't, he got me into it. I didn't know they had anything to do for, like, homeschool. So I didn't. I never thought about that. Yeah. Do you like, or for the homeschool, is it is it nice to get out and meet people? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I imagine. So uh, your speech from the other night, would you like to share that with us? Yeah, sure. All right. Hi, I'm Jack Williams, but I hate public speaking. Um, If it wasn't for 4-H, I wouldn't be able to talk in front of people. Um, The very first 4-H meeting I ever went to, my mother made me go. She said it was for school. I'm homeschooled. She wanted me to make more friends and be around different kids. She knew all the other opportunities that 4-H would give to me. The summer cooking class taught by Miss Marnie Dequel and Mr. Jeffrey Burke. For some reason, I loved. This was eight years ago. I have loved every second of it. Because of 4-H, my public speaking actually 
I placed first in public speaking last year in project achievement with forestry and wood science. I mastered in 4-H and went to state congress. I was fortunate enough to go to national congress this past summer. The cooking class that I went to as a fourth grader sparked an interest in me in 4-H. I'm grateful for it and I have met friends all over the state of Georgia and now all through the United States. Without 4-H, I don't know if I would have as many friends and wonderful memories of camps, DPAs, and so many trips. The 4-H motto is to make the best better and 4-H has made me the best I can be. Thank you. That was really good. I liked it. What, um, I think you, when you said that, you know, you did the cooking class, you know, back and forth grade and stuff, yep. did any of that, like, spark an interest in for your, like, your future profession? Are you going to do, like, anything involved with cooking or public um, speaking? Actually, this coming up year, I'm competing in public speaking with food safe handling mm-hmm. and how to proper handle wild game. Oh, that's something you're familiar with. Uh, Have you you ever skinned a deer? Yes. I I about to say, I imagine you have. Um, I'm just curious, is there something that you like cooking the most? Yeah, I have a raccoon pot roast that I actually enjoy cooking. I don't think I've ever had a raccoon in my life. $10 says you have a raccoon hat at your house. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Maybe you need to bring that for us one day. I'd love to try it. Raccoon pot roast. That sounds pretty good. I mean, I've never had raccoon. I thought you were talking about the hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me try. Let me just let me try the hat on. You know. Yeah, I'd yeah. love to try make, that. Make sure it's authentic. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to feel like Davy Crockett. But uh, no, that's awesome. Um, so, um, what grade are you in? I'm in eleventh grade now. Eleventh grade. Okay. And then um, it doesn't the four H stops when you're when you. Well, they have collegiate four H, which goes on through while you're in college, but okay. it's still not the same thing. Oh, okay. So. Are you looking for? Are you gonna be doing that? I'm not really sure. Probably not. I got you. Well, is there anything you would uh, like to say to anybody that might want to join 4-H? Um, just try. Just try it and you'll find out you like it for sure. You'll definitely make new friends. Sweet. Well, thank you so much for coming out here today, man. We appreciate it. Well, thank you all for appreciate having it. me. And today we have our last guest, and it is... Anna Kate, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Um, so let's get into this. So uh, 4-H, how did you how did you get into 4-H? When did it happen? I got into 4-H in ninth grade through my mom telling me about all the things she had done, which pressured me to really get into it. Mm-hmm. I started out with helping out with junior DPA, which is the lower level kids doing their district project achievement. And then I did help with some workshops as well before I got into my district project achievement the fair booths at the local area fairgrounds. Then eventually in 10th grade, I did my first district project achievement. Okay. Uh, and um, so you pretty much joined because your mom was just like, hey, you should join this because I enjoyed it. Pretty much. And I did enjoy it. So was there, um, uh, now were you homeschooled or did you attend uh, public school? I attended a private school at the EA. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Did, um, did, um, I keep forgetting their names. Jacqueline and uh, Leslie. Leslie. Yeah. yeah. Did they uh, come to your? Did they come to DEA and they, have like? They would come things? a few times mm-hmm. and give us up a newsletter so we would know what would be coming up and when to turn in stuff for our projects that we were doing. Right. 
Okay. Because I know with uh, I know at Swainsboro, because we both attended Swainsboro, they would come to our classroom, uh, I think in the fifth grade maybe, and they were like, this is 4-H. This is what we have offering and all this other stuff. Um, when you were uh, when you were being involved in 4-H, what was, was there a certain thing they had going on that was like, this is what I like to do? Or what interests you? For me, first, it was doing the boards and the gourd decorating contest at the local fair because mm -hmm. that was simple and interesting and I could start out there to determine what I could like. After that, I got into poultry judging and did that for two years and I decided I didn't like it. But, yeah. But then District Project Achievement came around and it was fun because I could raise awareness for what I had. Right. Uh, and speaking of uh, uh, raising awareness, uh, would you like to tell everyone your speech? Good evening. I would like to start with a quote from Abraham Lincoln. I'm at success today because I had a friend who believed in me, and I didn't have the heart to let him down. Well, that is exactly what 4-H and the people associated with this organization have been to me. I will be honest with you, I don't like public speaking. I never have, and I never will. But here I stand. And you know why? Because of 4-H. 4-H has given me some of the most amazing experiences and opportunities I've yet to have. I would like to say thank you to Ms. Jenkins, the staff at the 4-H office, the volunteers, and members of this wonderful foundation. You are the reason I am here. I admit, in elementary school, I wasn't looking to join. But thanks to my mom pushing me and telling me all the things she loved about 4-H, I gave it a try. First, it was helping with junior DPA, workshops, and fun trips. Then, Ms. Jenkins started talking about going to Arc Eagle for the weekend for the state leadership conference. Wait a minute. The whole weekend? I have never spent the night off from home like that. I was a nervous wreck, and we won't even begin to talk about the emotional wreck my mom was in. But you know what? Ms. Jenkins and the others kept me motivated and reassured me I could do it. And it was awesome. I met new people, made friends, got to participate in group activities, and really exp experienced the 4-H life. After that, before I could settle back down, there's talk of district project achievement, picking a topic, doing a portfolio, becoming a team leader. It never ended. I want to take a minute here to thank Ms. Laura Moore. When she found out I was getting involved and participating more and more in 4-H, she became my biggest supporter. She's always encouraging me to do more and more and to learn more in 4-H. So I learned about DPA and how I needed to pick a subject and incorporate activities that would involve the topic. And on top of all that, do a speech in front of people. I thought, oh no, I draw the line at giving speeches. Long story short, 4-H members don't quit. I finally decided on a topic. You see, I was diagnosed with epilepsy at 10 years old, and boy had I learned a lot about this condition. So I got focused on educating about epilepsy and fundraising. For three years, 4-H helped me organize and lead an epilepsy awareness campaign and fundraiser in Emmanuel County. Each year, I used my activities and 4-H experiences to build a portfolio and give my DPA speech. Now, this isn't some lifetime movie where then I won first place at DPA. Actually, I never even placed. But you know what? I was successful. I successfully gave a speech. 
I successfully raised over $18,000 for the epilepsy of Georgia. I successfully became teen leader. And I successfully finished my high school career and started college. All thanks to 4-H and the people who love 4-H. Thank you. That was really good. Honestly, for you to hate public speaking, I hate public speaking too. I couldn't do it. I'd, I'd, no. Like, I can talk in front of a camera all day because the thing I know is I can always edit it. And if it's wrong, I can redo it. But a public speech, you've got one shot. And for you to do that despite your fears, is it, you're really brave for that. And I, and honestly, I applaud you for that because that's that takes a lot. <laughs> and did you say $18,000? Yeah, that's crazy. Yes, $18,000. How did you go about raising so much money? It first started out in my school for the first year. We had mm-hmm. change buckets given out to all the grades, and they could bring in money mm. throughout the month of November. And at the end, yeah. we would count it up. Second year, we doubled the amount from the first year. Wow. And even on the third year, we still doubled even with COVID. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. That's a lot. That's a lot of <laughs> money. Yeah. Do you um do you think that you'll take any skills or um, things you've learned from 4-H into your profession or future, you know, maybe with public speaking or something like that? I'll probably try to become more extroverted and try to make more friends because... It helped me open up and meet new people. So absolutely, yeah. Um, and uh, I'm assuming you still plan on, you know, raising money for um, epilepsy or in the future. Well, in the future, but right now, I'm kind of just trying to go along with what's yeah. going to happen. Right. Well, um, that's your question. Um. So you said that your mother is the one who got you into 4-H, and I think Jack said his mother also got him into 4-H. Um, what could you say to get somebody into 4-H? I'd suggest that they look into 4-H with stuff that they like because if you like public speaking, District Project Achievement does have a category where you can compete for public speaking. If you're just getting into it at fifth grade, I would recommend maybe starting out with the boards at your local fair and then maybe asking your extension office about what you could do next to become a member. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really enjoyed your speech, and it's honestly, I don't know, it's for you to raise $18,000, that just shows, that's a lot. That is shows a lot about your character, and so uh, I thank you for that. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Hey, everyone, thank you so much for watching this episode. We'd like to thank all of the uh, guests that came out today to share their amazing speeches with us. They did a wonderful job. I was really, I was really just like, in awe of how well they did. Uh, We'd also like to thank 4-H for providing um, these young kids and teenagers with the opportunity to learn and grow and to be able to become the successful people they are today. So, well, I guess that's it, everyone. As always, have a great day.